You're listening to The Great Groups Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about prayer, interaction, pursuits, and a number of other things. You're listening to The Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Hey Chris, how are you today? Good, how are you Jay? I am recovering from our small group leader gathering yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of... uh... Cheese dip and chips. <laughs> lots of cheese dip and chips, yeah, but uh, lots of prep too, lots of work. But anyway, we don't want to focus on um, that too much, but uh, sort of just talk about um, some of the features from the small group leader gathering and uh, get into some content that would be beneficial. And um, before we got started, Chris, I ask you what your takeaways were. Do you remember what those were? You <laughs> yeah. named three and they were good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, thought it was great, by the way. Um, my main three takeaways were prayer, uh, welcoming, so welcoming new guests and um, preparing uh, to to send out uh, for multiplication. So prayer, welcoming, multiplication. Yes, great. <laughs> you know, as as we were talking before, you punched the record button. I always am sitting there thinking, going, "All right, we should have just punched the record record button and go." <laughs> so, um, you know, you were talking about prayer, and I was thinking about prayer in groups. Um, a couple of things is that um, you know, and Nate, Nate said this, I forgot his words, but, you know, not depending on ourselves, but depending on God. And, you know, I realized that for my ministry uh, a few months ago, I'm, I'm just thinking, man, am I praying for spiritual growth in our groups? Am I praying for God to call out new leaders and new groups? And I, I listed five things and I put them on my prayer list and I'm going, this is just ridiculous, you know, that I do all this work, but I'm not actually praying for the things I want that I think God wants us to accomplish, that God wants to accomplish through us. And anyway, I just beat myself up a little bit, but hey, that's a, just a challenge to you guys too. You know, we, we go into our groups and sometimes we do it in our own strength and power and we need to pray for our people that God would change hearts and that he would stir them. And we all know it's the Holy Spirit that does that. We don't have the power to do that by bringing them the word, but his word and his spirit does that. So anyway, those are my thoughts when you mentioned prayer. Well, I love that analogy too of, uh, you know, sort of getting all the tools available, preparing and getting things ready, but actually not doing it, you know? And, and so I, I do feel that same, that tug, um, of I've thought through all of this I'm actually praying for it to happen mm. and happen, uh, not just praying for it to happen, but to happen well. Um, and so yeah, leaning on the Lord is, is a huge thing. Also prayer with everyone, when everyone's opening, openly praying with one, uh, one another is it's just a beautiful time. Yeah, you were talking about that, and I, I think that's an area that I'm growing in to realize um, how important prayer is to a small group. And one neat thing in my small group, we we talk about giving away things. Um, there's a gentleman in our group uh, that loves to pray, loves the Lord, and I just ask him to head up our prayer time, and so I get to just sit and be a participant when we do that. And um, you know, I get to realize how helpful it is for people to hear other people pray for them mm, and to be able yeah. to voice 
you know, some struggles they're going through or kids not following Jesus or a husband that's, you know, going through a sickness or something. And um, it's just the thought that came through my mind yesterday morning I was as I was sitting in my group and the uh, gentleman was leading prayer, I just thought, we're building community here, and this is this is precious. You know, a word guys don't use very much, but right, you know, it, it, right. it was it was it was precious. Yeah, if I could share a quick story, um, there was a guy that you know, essentially he was he was a part of a small group, but kind of he was sort of like sitting on the back row, not saying much, um, and you know, but he would observe others praying, and and there were times when we would pray, and you know, this person would pray for this prayer request, and then this person would pray for that prayer request, and. Um, he started to acknowledge how awesome it was that no matter how everybody prays differently, has their own style, it's all impactful and meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, And as he grew and and heard more and more how others would pray for each other and him, um, you know, he started to have that courage to actually speak out in prayer openly and pray openly. And um, I just got to say that person was me. (laughs) <laughs> because I was a nervous wreck, you know, cause I, I would listen to these prayers. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't even put words together like that. Like that's, how did you even think to say that you know, like on the fly, you know? Um, but over time I, I built up the courage to do it openly in front of others. Yeah. One thing I think is important is maybe at times to create an environment in our group where people can take their first step in prayer. That might sound like, okay, today, I want everybody to pray a one-sentence prayer. Think about it before you do it and just utter one sentence. And it could be as as little as, I love you, Lord, or God, please help me through the crisis I'm in the middle of. You yeah. know, something like that. And um, It's like my seven-year-old prayers. Lord, I love you and I need you. Amen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's true. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all about next steps. I, I realize how important that is in, in almost every area of the Christian life. We need to think through how do we help somebody take their next step? That might be one way in prayer. Yeah, because that's leadership. It really is. And it's not, you know, something that the small group leader has to do on their own. I mean, when everybody, when others are praying openly, uh, it's displaying a way of saying, Hey, you can do this too. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing you talked about, we had a time of interaction around the table and I was just thinking, okay, let's apply that to our small groups. And I know we've said this before, but I believe that people being able to talk in group is, is so important. Yeah. And that's, that's, becoming a challenge in my Sunday morning group because it's um, getting relatively large. And so after I walk out of meeting, you mean your you know, small community church, yes, my small community <laughs> church, uh, man, we're, we're going to have to, um, we'll have a new group started out of that pretty soon. I think you, you know, have to have just, an encore hour just for prayer requests. <laughs> <laughs> and to think, and one thing I forgot to say, it was in my notes for the small group leader gathering, but it, it may be an encouragement to some people to hear. And by the way, if you've listened to podcasts, you know that, uh, I co-lead a Sunday morning group, and Liz and I host a Sunday evening group in our home. And it seems like those groups go through hills and valleys and not necessarily at the same time, and not just with attendance, but what I consider the health of the group. And, um, you know, I've rotated off as an elder, and, and I've got an elder now who's who's uh, who's working with us and shepherding us, and I'm just enjoying it from that side of it, you know, and <laughs> – one question I love that he asked us when he met with us was, well, tell me about the health of your groups, you know? And so we had to kind of think through and analyze each one and verbalize, Hey, this is good. This is an area we need to grow in and things like that. But um, it is so important for us to provide time for interaction. And one of the things I'd love to do a a future podcast on once I'm far enough in to uh, 
really have the have the data from that, so to speak, is um, we're doing a little bit something different in our group this this fall. We are all on a on a Bible reading plan where I'm giving them a chapter of day a day, and so there's going to be less organized and prepared teaching time. But I would love we you know Ray Haley who co leads with me. We're going to come in sort of ready to teach mm. every week. But I told Ray, hey, if we don't get to teach, that's okay because what we're asking our people to do is get in the Bible every day, and I've given them a 365-day-a-year plan. There's something to read. We're going kind of alternating Old Testament, New Testament, uh, so we kind of get all of that. But um, it's it's designed to get them in the Word. But when they come together as a group, and I'm giving them a few weeks to see, hey, he's really serious about this, but I want them to share what they're learning, what God is speaking to them, what he's calling them to change in their life and what they're doing about it. Just some of those, awesome. some or any of those questions. And so we've had, uh, you know, the first week of our uh, small group year, which was a couple of weeks ago, I kind of presented the vision and uh, maybe three weeks ago, and we've done this two weeks now. And so um, I think they're, they're saying, okay, we're really going to share, you know, and it's something that's helpful in a group that's uh, gotten a little bit large is that um, they're really seeing, Hey, he's given us an opportunity. And there was a lady in our group who uh, mentioned to me this summer that one of her struggles was just having that time with the Lord every day. And I said, I'm about to help you with that. You know, <laughs> come August, <laughs> we're going to give you a plan that says, hey, read this chapter of the Bible this day. But um, a minute ago, um, I was talking about the ups and downs of our our groups and the health and everything. But um, I, I just wanted to encourage people with the fact that uh, the thing I left out from yesterday was that we actually reached a point in my Sunday morning small group where it was um, the two co-leader couples, and I think there were five singles, and we were trying to uh, – I was trying to start uh, some 40s singles groups and a 50s singles group. And and at one point, you know, we had uh, lost a couple to the mission field, lost another couple to service, and then another couple changed churches. And so – I was just thinking, hey, you know, I invited Ray and Linda to our Sunday night group, and I just said, uh, hey, why don't – I floated the idea. Why don't – you know, we could we could quit our Sunday morning group and let these singles help start those two groups. And so we wound up not doing that, obviously. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I just think, okay, God, what were you trying to teach me through that? <laughs> so we went – even before COVID, this is not a code effect. Even before COVID, we were like in a slump, it felt like. A while and attendance is not everything. We were still, you know, going through the word, making disciples, doing that. But um, people would visit our group from time to time, and it seems like they'd visit one week and then move on somewhere else. But um, you know, all of a sudden, fifteen months ago, God just started sending people. It's almost a new couple every week, and and they stuck, you know. And so I thought, okay, God, you're teaching me that this is all you and none about me, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think that's uh, the lesson I'm. I'm taking from that, but, um, you know, maybe that'll encourage you, you guys. Sometimes I talk to leaders who, you know, it seems like their group is a struggle from time to time. And, um, I just want to say, Hey, trust the Lord. If he's called you to it, keep after it, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, again, making disciples is the thing, regardless of how many people you have. But, um, sometimes, um, things turn around and God sends a lot of people your way. So I just want that to be an encouragement to people. Can we go back to uh, when you said you have an elder over your small group now that we yes. need to have a, you were going to do another podcast episode. And I was like, 
Should we have him on? <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, he is brand new and doing an excellent job. And so um, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, being on the other end of that, uh, not only as an elder who's worked with small shepherd and small group leaders, but also as the guy responsible, you know, for the whole plan really of what elders do. Not, not that I came up with it. It was in place when I got here, but um, kind of implementing that and, mm-hmm encouraging the elders, helping training the elders on what to do with groups. And now I'm seeing a guy do it and do an excellent job with, with Liz and I and with Ray and Linda about his working with us, encouraging us. And man, it's just, it's awesome. I just, it's nice to be on the receiving end. It is. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't express how, how cool that is to be on yeah. the receiving end of that. And so I, I hope, um, you know, I just encourage any of our elders listening. Hey, it means so much to your small group leaders to have that personal relationship and somebody asking you, hey, how are you doing? How's the health of your group? Um, how are you doing spiritually? How can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Those questions are just immensely encouraging that somebody takes the time to meet with you and to ask those questions. It's huge. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah I would, would love to have him on as well because uh, he's fun to talk to Yeah, as well. He's got a, a great background. Yeah, so. that's cool. Maybe we'll do that one day soon. That would be good. We've, um, I think we've done it. With with Dennis, we did an elder podcast, so yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe yeah. we'll do another one at some point. So you have Sunday morning groups, um, which is unique because you get that sort of that there everybody's here, so somebody could potentially drop in at any time. Do you see a pattern of large group of guests coming, like you know more than one um, during the the year, or is it more like on Connect Sunday they kind of all fly in at the same time? Um, did that you make know, sense I, at all? Yeah, it did. I see. <laughs> I see people visiting you around. It, okay, it's a, it's a little bit more heavy on Connect Sunday, which is what we call our first Sunday in August after a, like a six week break that we take mm-hmm. during the summer. So it's a little bit heavier during that. But I shared with our group leaders yesterday after our Connect Sunday this year, we had eight groups that needed more space immediately, and so it wasn't just guests coming in; it was people coming back, maybe. After you know that we're sure. COVID yeah. that we that we weren't going to say you said it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me, but uh, you know a lot of people coming back mainly you know who hadn't been back since COVID and a lot of other factors. But man, attendance that was just encouraging. Yeah, people are coming back. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see. But why do you think there's a disparity um, for your sort of your off uh, your non worship days? You know, on Wednesdays, for example. You know, because we we get a guest and we know about it a week ahead of time and it's, it's maybe once or twice a year, you know? Yeah. Um, but I see that pattern a lot. You know, one of the things I've seen, I think a lot of our group has been people inviting their friends and people mm-hmm. they're talking about. And one of the things we have really focused on is really loving our group members. Um, and, one of the things I think I've mentioned this, so I won't spend much time on it, but we do two get togethers a month. Um, mm. And that may not be as necessary for an off campus group because a lot of times you linger and you have time for that um, anyway. But um, we do a fellowship on a Saturday at people's homes, uh, you know, once a month. And also third Sunday of the month, we'll go out to eat after, after worship. And so both of those things get to be more of a challenge the more and more people we have. And so yeah. we're, we're hoping to remedy that in the near future uh, with uh, creating a new group or maybe even two. I know your group went one to three when you started leading. Right. You were a part <laughs> of one that, that went to three groups that started at the same time out of that. But um, what we really would love to happen 
in our small groups is people in the groups invite other people, right? Both in the church and maybe unchurched or yeah. lost people. Your neighbor, your so, coworker. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of that. One funny thing that happened uh, a few weeks ago, there was a fellow staff member that was talking to one of my um, one of my group members, and their group hardly ever does any fellowships. And she came and said. I hear your group is so fun. You know, we might, we might visit. <laughs> well, well, come on, it's getting pretty full, but but come on. And so, um, you know, it, that's that's one of the things. And because relationships are so important in small groups, we've got to create the environment that allows people to get to know one another. Yeah. And often when we're outside of the, you know, the small group room on Sunday morning, you know, in kind of a structured format people relaxing at somebody's lake house or backyard cookout, whatever you just get to talk about life, you know, and you get to, to know people. And so those things are important. You know, one of the other things that, that we're doing uh, this semester and I um, look forward to doing that podcast, you know, in a few weeks, maybe to get more into this, but we're having one person a week, give their testimony and trying to Very cool. get them to do it to five minutes but um, I'm listing those in advance, not calling on them, you know, spur of the moment, you know, and uh, letting them have some chance to think through it and have some notes or whatever. But um, that, too, is a great way. We hear God's story in their life, but we also get to know them mm-hmm. a little bit better. And I had somebody, uh, a couple of people yesterday said, man, that's that's really good. We're enjoying getting to know people and hear their stories. So yeah. relationships are so important. Definitely. We got away from fellowship for the first part of the year, just stopped. I'm, I'm like back in January after Christmas, we just hadn't had anybody over really since um, first of the year. And so uh, we put a plan in place to make sure that we had someone, we had a family in our house every Saturday night um, at the beginning of this uh, ministry year. And so far it's been great. House cool. has never been cleaner. <laughs> Kids are, you know, getting to hang out with new families uh-huh. uh, every Saturday. Uh, we're eating a lot of pizza. There you go. Because <laughs> we're making it simple. Pizza and ice cream. I started to say so many people don't, do that type thing because they feel like they have to cook this no, seven course no. meal. Uh-uh. <laughs> Let me tell you the best thing, especially when you have kids, like kids of all ages, um, which we're, you know, we're inviting the whole family over, um, do simple, get pizzas, do an ice cream party afterwards and do a game night. And you'll be amazed at how much fun you'll have. I That's mean, it's cool. so we had like literally uh, last Saturday night, we had every kid in the room playing a, uh, a board game with us. Oh, that's neat. With, bo- with both sets of parents ages five all the way to uh, 14. Wow. That's and cool. they were all having fun. And I do confess our fellowships are really easy because we are mostly empty nesters, some teen parents, but um, we don't have to worry about kids at all. And it, I, I realize for those of you out there that have kids and preschoolers, man, it, it's a chore to, to have a fellowship sometimes, but maybe you can schedule some outside trips, a Barron's game or yeah. Uh, a play date in the park, you know, where maybe you can plan something special for the parents and the kids at the same time. So it's a little more challenging, but uh, it's worth it. I'll confess that uh, one of the Saturday nights we all lost track of time and it was 1030. Okay. <laughs> we were all like, we probably should go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so true. And uh, Chris, you mentioned uh, our pursuits, at least those are the things that I wrote down from, um, from the things from the leader gathering and, um, here at Brook Hills, we have eight pursuits, and yesterday our small group leader gathering was on pursuit number eight, which is that um, something to the fact, I may not quote it exactly, but um, we pursue faith, so we risk, risk intentionally. intentionally. That's right. So, um, you know, I was just thinking through that. Um, 
as I was processing, you know, a few months ago, just looking back through our pursuits again, that one initially didn't resonate with me. But the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, that's really, really good because um, it kind of tied back to the one of the things I teach in small group basics that um, often when we go through challenges in life, God uses that to stretch us. And so absolutely, we can um, we can get out of our comfort zone intentionally or we can wait and let God get us out of our <laughs> out of our comfort zone. And I would I've told I told people some, you know, a few weeks ago, hey, I would rather be really really sensitive to God's voice than for him to have to take a 2 by 4 and and hit me <laughs> head. And you know, we all face life's challenges and sometimes it's just life and it's not necessarily God hitting us in the head with a 2 by 4, but uh in all of those things we can learn. And so um let's be careful it's it's such a human tendency to stay within the circle of our comfort zone and get out of that. And so, you know, how do we get out of that in our faith? Um, let's be in his word. And when we see something in the word that doesn't match with our life, let's pursue it and try to figure that out. And, um, you know, one example in my life, uh, a couple of years ago, I just I was going, you know, the Bible talks about prayer and fasting. I pray and you know, I've shared with y'all the app that I use that really helps me organize that part of my prayer life and and such. But um, fasting, okay, God, your word talks about it. What is my first step of obedience going to be? And I just decided, hey, I'm going to pick a day a week, and I'm going to my baby step is going to be to skip one meal a week and you know go away during that lunchtime and spend some time in prayer. And uh, for those of you that have developed. Uh, life of fasting and farther along. I know you're going to judge that, but <laughs> some of you, you know, you may be convicted what I say, but by what I say, but Hey, it's in the word. Let's, let's figure out how to practice it. And, um, God calls us to be a witness to the nations, you know? Uh, so, Hey, let's start with our next door neighbor or the person in the cubicle. Well, I don't know exactly what to say. I'm not trained. You know, you don't have to wait to have a seminary degree. That's one of the things I love about the story of the woman at the well, uh, you know, right. she went immediately into town and said, Come see the man that told me everything I've ever done. You know, um, sometimes let's just start pedaling the bicycle of faithfulness and see where it goes. So anyway, in pursuing faith, we need to risk intentionally sometimes. And so um, let's let's get out of our comfort zone. But yesterday we, we challenged our small groups to continue to welcome people, even if your room or home seems full, and, um, you know, to risk sending people out. Um, we see that principle in God's word of sending people out and multiplying churches. And so certainly that can apply to groups. And I believe we need to multiply ourselves individually. So I think the, uh, the risk intentional can be applied to so many different facets of, of small groups of how we lead them, but also how we encourage others. And, and like you said, invite, inviting that coworker, inviting that person that you don't really know how to have a conversation with, Mm -hmm. but you know that they're missing out on something. Um, but also, you know, when it comes to being a small group leader, the whole thing about talking about delegation, about making sure that you're sharing in this ministry, um, you're not holding everything to yourself. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed doing, uh, over this past summer is in our men's group is encouraging men who normally don't or wouldn't feel comfortable teaching others because they've never had a chance to do it. We've seen some awesome things come mm-hmm. out of that because you've got guys that just, well, I don't really know what, how to do this. Right. 
just do it from the heart, you know? Yeah. Take scripture, talk about why it's meaningful to you, share your story around that, and you'd be amazed about what comes out of it. We've actually had them come up and say, okay, I'm probably not going to share a whole lot of scripture. And then they end up sharing like half of Psalms. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no. you're just sitting here taking notes like, wow, okay, there's another one. Yep. Mm. Okay. There's another, oh, that's Ephesians. Okay. Oh, he's not in the New Testament. Let's, let's keep going. So mm. anyway, it's just, it's fun. It really is fun. If you're willing to allow that to happen, which you should be, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch the the fruit that comes from it. Right. Well, cool. Well, our time's about up. I hope we've said something today that's been an encouragement to you and um, look forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks. Have a blessed week. Well, that's all for this episode of the Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of Great Groups make disciples.